Good morning, good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorf. Let me give you our mailing address before we go any further. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We're looking at uh, the rise of the Antichrist under the general theme, Satan, the God of this world. Yes, we're looking there at the rise of the Antichrist. God's prophetic time clock stopped when the Jews put Christ to death on Calvary, rejected him as a Messiah, and God's time clock will begin to move again when he takes up all his children off of, the, of this earth, my friend. That's right. This means that uh, the rapture of the saints and the first resurrection of the believing dead, which is soon to take place, then God's time clock will begin to tick once more. Christ said in John 14:1, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. I in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you so. Now, I've heard many, many folks use that text at a funeral service for the individual who had gone on knew nothing of the Lord, knew nothing of saving grace, and yet some preacher stand there and quote this scripture and say, let not your heart be troubled, you believe in God. But listen, my friend, if that individual knows not the Lord, doesn't know the Lord in saving grace, no use for some preacher to stand there and say that'd be better for him to tell the truth. Just like I hear these folks, these celebrities, movie stars, and all of these people, they sing, one of them dies and, and uh, goes on into hell. That's right. No repentance, no sign of repentance, and yet they'll get some person to sing amazing grace. Poor old John Newton's turn over in his grave, wouldn't he, if he could hear such a Tommy Rod as that. But listen, he says, I go to prepare a place for you. Speaking of God's child, and if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you. And that word receive basically means to take you by force. Yes, he's going to have to take us by force, snatch us out of king, Satan's kingdom, that where I am, there you may be also. One of the greatest comforts I know of in God's word is that you and I who know the Lord, believer, you know the Lord, that we'll go to be with him. He says that where I am, there you may be also. In 1 Thessalonians 4, we read, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangels, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I know I was speaking to someone lately. We were talking about the coming of the Lord. And I just said, won't that be a gracious day when we hear that shout? I don't know what he'll say. I believe he'll say, come up hither. Come up hither. And I was thinking about uh, all of the great old graveyards and cemeteries we have across this nation. Many of our forefathers and great forefathers back there hundreds of years ago, where uh, many of them knew the Lord. And there'll be a couple of grave diggers over here digging a grave somewhere in one of these big old graveyards. And that shout will come. Come up hither. And all of those graves that contain the bodies of the, of the saved, those graves are going to come open. Now, my friend, you're talking about scurrying out of a place and getting out of a place. Uh, I believe that'll be a sight. Won't, won't, don't you think that'll be a sight? The graves will be open. Those bodies are not going to just ease out through the air. No, they're going to, those tombstones, uh, mausoleums will be thrown open. And those graves, the dirt will fly forward and come back and leave that grave open. And that body will come forth to go to meet the Lord. But listen, the greatest thing is, if you and I are still living, I believe the old trailblazer might still be living. Yes, I do. 
I think that's how, how close we are to the coming of our Lord, the second coming. I wish you'd think about it. Are you, are you prepared to go meet the Lord? When this takes place, when that shout comes, then will be manifested the, in the second person of the evil trinity, the Antichrist. Yes, he'll come upon the scene so peaceably, using flattery to gain power. Revelation 6-2 pictures him as riding a white horse with a bow but no arrows. Note that now with a bow but no arrows, and a crown was given unto him. This shows that by his uh, winsome personality and his unique powers, he'll gain the favor of the whole world, the world councils, no doubt the United Nations, the world powers, and therefore they will crown him as the world's economic savior, Satan's messiah, the world deliverer. Christ said, I came in my Father's name, and you'd not receive me. But if another comes... In his own name, him you'll receive. Now, my friend, isn't that a terrible thing to be to said about you and me, about humanity? Christ came there. The Jews wouldn't have him. His own people wouldn't have him. But now when another comes, they'll flock to him. And you will, too, if you don't know the Lord, if you hadn't been redeemed. Let's notice some of the characteristics of the reign of the, of the Antichrist. As we said, he will gain power by flattery. Flattery is, is so, it, it softens the heart, doesn't it? Yes, oh, that's how many folks are deceived. By soft speeches, by false hope and insincere, insincere praise. He'll gain favor quickly because he steps into a world crisis, which is fast shaping up now. We're facing a world crisis now. There's problems on every hand. We're trying to act like we are the world's policemen. Our, our president is so foolish, trying to put out the fires here and there and yonder and getting our our folks killed that's right because of his own lust for popularity but listen we're shaping up into a world crisis and he'll step into that crisis it'll be a bankrupt politically financially spiritually and he will become a world voice by promising food clothing freedom and pleasure to everyone he'll sign a covenant according to daniel's 9:27 with the jews for seven years and they will accept him as their return Messiah. Now, did you ever think about that? The Antichrist, when he first comes on the scene, will be viewed as the Messiah by the Jewish nations. Now, my friend, that may be, you may be hard to believe that, but that's what God's word says. Listen, at the close of three and a half years, he'll break that covenant with the Jews. And when he does, they'll come to see that he's a false messiah, Satan's counterfeit. Because in breaking that covenant, he'll turn on them to destroy them as Satan hates the Jewish race with an undying vengeance and has sought more than once to destroy them. That's right. Satan hates the Jewish people because they're God's people. They're God's. That's right. One of the outstanding characteristics of the Antichrist is that he will be guilty of blasphemous charges against God according to 2 Thessalonians 2.4 who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. According to God's word in Revelation 11, the Jewish people will be, the Jewish temple will be rebuilt in Jerusalem either before or during the early reign of the Antichrist. And when the Antichrist breaks the seven-year covenant with the Jews, then he'll set himself up in that temple as God to be worshipped. And when he does this, 
He will open his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And this will be the time when Satan will have begun to realize his worldwide ambition, that is, to be God. That's right. That's when Satan will begin to realize that ambition and to sit in the place of God and see the whole earth bowing before him in worship. This will be, this will not be under the cover of religion. I mean by that, the coloring, with the coloring of Christianity, no. It'll be open and above board. Just as a born-again believer gathers at the place of worship and worships Christ, so will men and women gather at the appointed places and worship the Antichrist. Now that's the truth, my friend. You see, the whole so-called Christian world today is slowly uniting under one head. And it's not so slow, is it? No. I see it happening on every hand. They'll, this will continue to take pli place until Christ comes for his own. And then, then they will all come together, united, accepting the Antichrist as a return Messiah. When once the Antichrist gets complete control of both the political and the religious world, comes to the place where he sets himself up to God as God and be worshipped, he will turn on apostate Christianity and grind her to power, powder, according to Revelation 17, 16. There, there, God's word said, he will hate her and make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. In other words, the Antichrist will literally obliterate everything that has a mark or bears a sign of Christianity. This is what Christ means in Revelation 3, 16, when he said, so then, because thou Thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Not only will Christ set aside apostate Christianity, listen now, not only will Christ set aside apostate Christianity, uh, all who reject blood redemption in Christ, but he will put in mind, he will put in the mind of the Antichrist to literally hate and destroy and burn with fire all vestige of apostate Christianity. Listen now, listen, all vestige of apostate Christianity. And I want to tell you, my friend, God hates this religious hypocrisy and empty profession that we have everywhere today in this country, especially in this united nation of ours. We have so much hypocrisy my friend oh we make much we make much of Christ and then we deny his word we won't have God's word we won't have God's word I spoke to someone this morning and I said that he want to know about a woman preacher and I told him God's word does not have any place where he authorizes or gives power to the woman to preach and he said well you have to just go with the flow he said my church has 90% women so they have 90% of the power I said but it's not God's word but you see what is happening folks Folks rationalize. They, they let things go to their head instead of going to God's word. He didn't, he didn't quote God's word at all. I told him in, the, in God's word, it says that no, no woman has our authority to usurp authority. She's out of her place. No matter who says she is, bishop so-and-so or archbishop so-and-so or whoever it is, they have no power to put a woman in the pulpit. Now, my friend, I'd be mighty careful if I was you. But in those days, oh, what a day it will be, my my friend, what a day it will be. God hates this religious hypocrisy. God hates an empty profession. I ask my folks here day by day at Radio Mission, here at the Tabernacle, where I bring God's message day by day, I ask them, I said, do you know the Lord? Are you saved? 
Are you ready to go be with the Lord? Because that's the ultimate question, my friend. You may be riding high this morning. You may be in your penthouse over there on the east bank of the river here in one of those high rises, listening to the old trailblazer. But are you ready to go be with the Lord? Are you ready to go on Bourbon Street tonight and live it up and have a party and all of those things? Or you may go to church Sunday to a dead church. Did you know the dead church is going to be spewed out of the Lord's mouth? He said, you neither hot nor cold. I'll spew you out of my mouth. That's what the Lord's going to do. I'd rather be hot or I'd rather be cold, my friend. Oh, to be cold at least is refreshing, and to be hot is healing. But these folks were just lukewarm. They they had no uh, voice of authority. They didn't take a stand for anything. That's right. They just stood for nothing. And the Lord says, I hate that stuff. I'll spew it out of my mouth. My friend, this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. I wish you'd uh, sit down and write me and help me with the broadcast, if you would. We, we need your help to this week or this month to go on with the broadcast on this station. Will you help us? Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old trailblazer. Sing, write us, and let us hear from you. Until next time, goodbye, and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you Radio Missions is offering a flash drive containing sermons delivered by L.R. Shelton Sr., the founding pastor of the ministry. Each flash drive contains 844 sermons and over 500 hours of preaching. For more information on this historic offer, call the church office at 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658.